Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Pastor Larry will answer some important Bible questions, and Dr. Rob Linstead continues his study of the last days. A brand new month means a brand new issue of the Prophecy in the News magazine. The August issue features insight on the ongoing war against Ukraine and its prophetic implications. Make sure you subscribe to the Prophecy in the News magazine today. With your subscription, you get a print and online version of the magazine and access to our online streaming platform, FaithNet TV. Call today and subscribe to the Prophecy in the News magazine, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or go to our website, swrc.com. And real quick, I want to give you a Faithful Friends update. Faithful Friends are individuals and families who are coming alongside Watchmen on the Wall with a monthly financial gift. Whether it's $10 or $100 per month, it all goes to help Watchmen on the Wall continue to proclaim the truth. We need 300 faithful friends supporting Watchmen on the Wall each month. Will you be one of the faithful 300? Call 1-800-652-1144 and find out the benefits of becoming a faithful friend today. 1-800-652-1144. James Collins welcomes Dr. Rob Lindstead back to the program now to continue their look into what the Bible says about the last days. We have with us today one of my favorite Bible teachers, Dr. Rob Linstead. Dr. Linstead is the executive director of Sunrise Christian Academy in Wichita, Kansas. He is also a well-known Bible scholar, prophecy expert, author, and longtime friend of this ministry. Today, we're going to continue talking about his DVD, The Last Days. Dr. Linstead, welcome back. Thanks for being on the program with me again today. I always enjoy being a guest on the program. And I appreciate the faithfulness of Southwest Radio Church through the years to proclaim the coming of Jesus Christ. Well, let's talk for a moment about your DVD, The Last Days. You go through and you list signs that we are living in the last days. And we were talking last time about some of those signs, and we had made it up to Europe. One of your last days signs is the rise of Europe and the search for a leader. As we are recording this program, the situation in Europe is very volatile. Boris Johnson has just resigned in England. There are Russians in Ukraine. There's turmoil in Europe. Why is Europe important in the last days? I think one of the great indicators of the last days is that we'll see the United States falling down as a power. And look at us in the last three years. I think politically and militarily, even economically, as a country, we've certainly fallen. And the Bible indicates that Europe would be rising. I have taped interviews after taped interviews, and those will be on the DVD, where we actually have people say, you know what, this is the hour for Europe to come to power. And so we know it's going to come because the Bible said so. But to me, what is also interesting is that just recently we watched as our own president talked about this He called it the liberal world order. Now, always before, we've called it the new world order. And for years, we talked about the new world order. I remember I was actually with Brother Noah Hutchins the first time 
I heard that whole phrase of the New World Order, and it was the first President Bush. And I watched people stood as they applaud. We were at the religious broadcasters convention, and Brother Noah and I were sitting there. We didn't stand up because we knew what the Bible said, that there would be a New World Order. And the Bible describes this. In the book of Daniel, chapter 2, he talks about the beast that Nebuchadnezzar saw and the divisions, the different world powers. And you come down to the legs, the iron legs of Rome, and then to the feet. And these feet were an extension of the iron legs. And so we know that there's going to be an extension of Rome. Let's call it a revived Roman Empire. And the Bible says so clearly, Daniel chapter 2, verses 44 and 45, it says that in the days of these kings, when we see those ten kings come, in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. It's a stone that's cut without hands. In other words, it's not man-made. And so we've known for a long time, I mean, this prophecy is 2,500 years old. It's confirmed in Revelation chapter 17, verses 10 through 13. The Bible says that there's five powers that have fallen. We can name them. Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, the Medes and the Persians, Alexander the Great and the Grecians, Rome. And then it says, one is right now, that was Rome. And there will be one that will come for a short hour. And these ten kings will give their power to an antichrist. In other words, the Antichrist is going to come out of these ten kings. To me, it is absolutely incredible that the United Nations has divided the world into ten regions, exactly as the Bible said. Furthermore, if we look at what's taking place in Europe today, I really believe we couldn't find a blueprint any closer to what the Bible says. I have how the European Union says this. The world needs a leader. Europe should set up the step. And so they admitted. April of 2020, Pope Francis told Emmanuel Macron, he said he anointed him to take global stage as the leader of the New World Order. October 2021, Markel, as she exited from Germany, she cast a medal on, on Emmanuel Macron. Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. Now, am I saying he's the enemy? No. I'm just saying, isn't it amazing that Satan always has a man hungry for the job? And we're watching that take place. James, what was incredible, the temporary leader of Israel, Mr. Lebed, the first person he met with when he became the new acting prime minister of Israel, he made it a point to meet with Emmanuel Macron. So here they are, bringing together. They're talking about how to bring peace and safety to the region of the Middle East, exactly like the Bible said. They're talking about a, a new world order. And when... The news challenged, saying, how come we're settling for these 4 and $5 gallon gas prices? Here's what the president's spokesman said. Well, we've got to adjust to that because that's what it's going to take to bring in the liberal world order. In other words, we don't have a choice. People don't have a choice. We're going to be controlled, and they're going to bring this in whether we like it or not. The stage is perfectly set for that. I really think there's only one thing that's missing. And the thing that's missing is the church doesn't belong here. We need to be with Jesus because the world is going to seek after a man to solve its problems. And that man's going to come out of Europe. Is it Mr. Macron? I don't know. But I'm just saying Satan is already preparing the person. He's preparing the technology to do it. And so then we go back to the great quote from Paul Spack. And he was one of the founders 
of the European Union, and he's the one who says, you know what, we don't need another committee. But what we do need, we need a, a man who will lift us out of the economic morass in which we're sinking. Send us such a man, and be he God or the devil, we'll receive him. What a frightening quote. But we're watching that take place before our very eyes. Dr. Lynn said we've talked about the Russian invasion of Ukraine on previous programs, but Russia has a very important role to play in the end times. What part will Russia play in the last days? Well, we know that Ezekiel 38 and 39 talks about Russia in the last days. And it says that when Russia comes against Israel, that they'll have a whole conrad of power. They'll bring other nations with them. And what's interesting is the nations that the Bible mentions, such as is Persia, which is modern-day Iran, and Tagarma, which is modern-day Turkey, in, in the DVD series, I'll show pictures of those three leaders. They recently were together. And even in 2022, when Russia went into the Ukraine, we know that their emphasis was not just on the Ukraine, but it was become a world power again. And they made statements all along. Matter of fact, they're mad at Israel because Israel sided with Ukraine. I'm not trying to say that Ukraine is wonderful, because to be honest, the leader of Ukraine, in many ways, is just like the leader of Russia. But I have to admit, I'm not for Russia being able to aggressively invade any country, whether it's Ukraine or Israel, wherever they're going to go. That's the nature of Russia. They're a bear. They're going to go after any country. But the Bible said that in the last days, Russia would be aggressive. Look at them in Ukraine. That's aggression. They're bombing hospitals, they're bombing schools, they're bombing villages and cities. Why doesn't the world say stop? That's enough. We can't even get NATO or the UN to say, let's stop this. Instead, we stand by and we watch the Russian bear. But the real point is this. The first day that Russia invaded the Ukraine, it was amazing because in the United Nations on that day, Russia spoke against Israel and talked about how Israel should be corrected. Isn't it amazing that while they were invading the Ukraine, what they really hated was Israel? And it doesn't stop there. I show places where the new House Democrats, they spoke against Israel. Matter of fact, one of their staff members said this, that Israel is a rapist European ethnostate built on stolen land. And he said that the land really belongs to the Palestinians. That statement is ludicrous. Who are the Palestinians? You know, that land was given to them by God to Abraham. And yet, we're watching this take place. We're watching the debate. And so here's Russia. No one's going to stand against them. The Bible said no one will stand against them. And they'll be aggressive, whether it's in the Ukraine, whether it's against Israel. The real price is Israel, because the Bible says they come to take a spoil. And whether that spoil is going to be gas and oil, whether it's going to be the wealth of the Dead Sea, whether it's going to be the gold that at one time was in the temple of God, I don't know what that spoil is, but I know this. For some reason, Russia has their eye on Israel, and they're on the borders of Israel right now. And so here's the United Nations. They condemned Israel 14 times in the year 2021. Only five other nations got condemned in all of 2021, but Israel got it 14 times. Look at the testimony of Israel. Were they the worst country in the world? Were they worse than, than Russia? Were they worse than North Korea? This is what the Bible said would be in the last days, and we are watching it take place exactly as the Bible said.
More signs that we are living in the last days include technology and travel. Let me read Daniel 12.4. The Bible says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words, and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Dr. Lynn said, would you unpack that verse for us? Two things I think are important. Number one, knowledge will explode. Look how knowledge has exploded. We mentioned the doubling effect. What's interesting is, you know, people get a degree. If it's in a technical area, if it's in a scientific area, and they say that the life of these degrees sometimes is somewhere between one and two years. So if you graduated with a degree in pharmacy in two years, you're, you're going to be out of date. You're going to have to do some studying to keep up to date. And so the technology, whether it's medical technology, whether it's, it's in the scientific world, if it's in the electronic world, if it's in the biomed area, look at the advances that are taking place. Here's what the Bible said, that technology the use of technology and science would explode in the last days. And then travel. Think about travel. It's not just that we've gone from a few years ago horse-drawn carriages to cars. Then we've gone to planes. Now we've gone to rocket ships and the transportation. So Daniel chapter 12 says this. In the last days, we would see travel increase. We'd see knowledge increase. And one of my favorite stories is Mr. Voltaire. Because, you see, he criticized a man, so I think Newton was a believer in God. And he said, I believe that the Bible says that in the last days, people will take things, even like my second law, and they will make great application of them. He said, I think people might travel at 20 or 30, 40, even up to 40 miles an hour. And Voltaire said, do you see what a fool Christianity makes of an otherwise brilliant man like Sir Isaac Newton? Everyone knows that if you travel at 30 or 40 miles an hour, you'd suffocate. Well, uh, we're traveling at hundreds of miles an hour, and we're not suffocating. In other words, Voltaire, and all of his hatred as an atheist against God, he could not picture that God's word would be fulfilled as it is. And so we've seen technology blossom, and I think of electronics, I think of all that's taking place in the IT world and, and in artificial intelligence and how everything's being controlled. It's a perfect setup for an Antichrist to come in through artificial intelligence to control every aspect of our life. Everything we have is now monitored and filtered. I think this is a perfect setting. Matter of fact, one of my favorite prophecy preachers, Billy Crone, says this, that AI is to the tribulation what Israel, going back to the land, is to Bible prophecy. And I think he's right. You see, it took AI, it took the advance of technology to bring the world to such a place that really one power, one antichrist could control it all. And so we're watching technology do exactly what the Bible said would happen in the last days. Dr. Lindstedt, you said that the COVID vaccine was not the mark of the beast, but it is the perfect setup for the antichrist system. What did you mean by that? Well, sometimes people in terms of saying uh, we don't trust the government and uh, maybe they're just trying to get us to, to take this vaccine. You know what? I don't trust them either. And I'm so disappointed that I think we were lied to. I think we were deceived. I think some of the people involved in the beginning of the statements concerning the vaccine really told us a bull-faced lie. They did know its origin and we can trace it. And when we trace it, it's, its history is horrible because it does appear that it was put out to the population on purpose. 
I'm not trying to get people to take the vaccine or not to take the vaccine. I'm concerned because some of the people who push the vaccine do want population control. And those people also want population curtailed. Some of them are talking about it would be wonderful if we had a planet that only had a half a million people or a billion people. And so what does that mean for a world that has seven billion people? Is this the way they're going to control it? Let me just say this, that there is that possibility that using this kind of technology, they could indeed infect the body with things that would destroy the body and destroy a variety of things that would make life presentable and healthy. And so the thing that to me is alarming is that we weren't told the truth about the vaccine. In other words, the lies and the deception. Why? Because they were pushing an agenda. And the agenda was to control us by fear, to control us by, by saying, in order to stay healthy, you're going to have to surrender your rights. And so I think that's the thing that I see that indicates the end time. I'm sure governments have lied to their citizens before. I'm sure the world has put out lies to its people before. But we sucked it in because it was told to us by people that we thought were medical doctors or scientific people, only to find out what they were telling us helped them economically or provided a platform for them to bring one world government down and to put another government in its place where we could be controlled. And so to me, that indicates that would take place in the end time. No other time have we had a worldwide audience like we do electronically now. And so the whole world was brought into this fear. And people died everywhere. Why? Because we believe the lies that were told us. Dr. Linstead, I really, really appreciate your ministry. And I know that you have more great teachings in both book and video form. I hope you'll come back again on The Watchman on the Wall to share with us very soon. I'll be glad to, and we appreciate, again, the Southwest Radio Church presenting the gospel day after day to people, because you know what? If we're living in the last days, then this is God's warning for us to get right with Him, to accept Christ as Savior, so that we can be ready, because Jesus may come today. The complete two-day teaching on the last days with Dr. Rob Linstead is available on CD when you call toll-free 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Today in the Resource Center, we are featuring Dr. Rob Linstead's brand new DVD entitled, The Last Days. In this dynamic teaching, Dr. Rob Linstead examines the perilous times that we're living in today. And as you watch this DVD, you can have confidence in your blessed hope as we race toward the last days. Make sure you order the Last Days DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. And as always, you can order online swrc.com. Pastor Larry Spargimino has been a Bible teacher and pastor for many years. He enjoys answering your Bible questions. Now, before I ask the Bible questions for today, I want to encourage you to submit your Bible questions to askpastorlarry at swrc.com. That's askpastorlarry at swrc.com. Today, we have two questions for you, Pastor Larry. First question. Pastor Larry, 
Why did Jesus command silence regarding his messianic identity? In Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20, there was a discussion about the real identity of Jesus. Some said he is John the Baptist, some that he is Elijah or Jeremiah. Then Jesus asked, but whom say ye that I am? Peter had the right answer. It had been revealed to him by God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Christ means the Messiah, the one who would come and rescue the Jewish people and nation from foreign oppression. And Jesus accepted that designation. He affirmed his messianic identity. But then in verse 20, we read, Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ or Jesus the Messiah. The question then is, why did Jesus want his messianic identity concealed? Well, some say Jesus told them to be quiet about this because Jesus did not know that he was the Messiah and he was being cautious about his identity. I think that is not the correct answer. Jesus knew precisely who he was and even praised Peter for speaking the truth. Jesus did not want to be labeled Israel's Messiah because he was not yet ready to fulfill that role. Something had to happen first, Calvary. Yes, Jesus would deliver Israel, but that was many centuries in the future. Jesus would not let his disciples forget what was coming quickly. In Matthew 16, verse 21, we read, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Yes, Jesus is indeed the Messiah, but Calvary was first. Pastor Larry, what are the differences between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant? And what are the implications and applications of the new covenant. God is the God of promise and fulfillment. There are many ancient promises of the Old Testament. As time has passed, we see that these promises have been fulfilled, some in the Old Testament and also in the New. They are perfectly fulfilled in Jesus Christ, who is the mediator of a new and better covenant. The Bible speaks about a new and better covenant. The new and better covenant is called the new covenant. Now, what is the new covenant? Simply put, it is a better covenant than the old covenant because it changes hearts. It has a better high priest because the high priest is, in the language of Hebrews, a priest after the order of Melchizedek, according to Hebrews 7, 1 through 10. He was without mother or father or a traceable genealogy. The old animal sacrifices which really could not bring about the complete forgiveness of sin are now gone. Jesus Christ has made a sacrifice of eternal and complete efficacy. Jesus' sacrifice doesn't have limited application. It endures forever. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 10 verse 12 speaks about Jesus and explains, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. As Jesus said in John 19.30, it is finished. This was hinted early in Jesus' ministry. In John 1.29, we read of John the Baptist pointing to Jesus and saying, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. I want to read Hebrews 8, verse 6 through 13 and make a few comments as we go along. And then we will look at some of the implications and applications of the new covenant. Hebrews 8, 6 and following says this, 
But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Now, this is speaking about the ministry of Jesus Christ in comparison with the priest of the old covenant. Notice it is a more excellent ministry than the priest of the old covenant. And notice the words in verse 6, better covenant and better promises. Better means better than the previous covenant, which had many limitations and which was provisional in nature. Continuing with Hebrews 8, verse 7, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. The first covenant had fault. It was lacking in something. That's why God made a second covenant. Hebrews 8, verse 8 explains, For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. The fault was with the people in that they were weak and were not able to live up to the demands of the law. And consequently, the fault was also with the old covenant because it was not able to adequately deal with the weakness of the people. Hebrews 8 verse 9 says, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. Hebrews 8 verse 10 explains, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Now here is the essence of the new covenant, the law of God written in the minds and hearts of the people. The law was written on stone tablets, but that did not change anything. The law needed to become an internal dynamic, an inside force. There needed to be an inner persuasion and a deeper understanding that leads to change lives and newfound power for holy living. While all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, according to 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is not equally applicable to all people for all time. The Old Covenant is temporary and provisional in nature. It was for a time when the people of God were in their infancy. Those under the Old Covenant were in their infancy. They needed various helps and reminders. The rituals had a place for them. But God's purpose was far larger than the Jewish nation under the Old Covenant. While all Scripture is profitable and for us, all Scripture is not about us. We may celebrate Jewish festivals and practices. We don't keep them because we're not under the same covenant as ancient Israel. Today we are featuring Dr. Rob Lindstedt's brand new DVD, The Last Days. In this dynamic teaching, Dr. Rob Lindstedt examines the perilous times that you and I are living in today. As he shares his discoveries, Dr. Linstead gives solid reasons why the rapture comes before the tribulation. He includes timelines and charts that provide a clear picture of the end times. Dr. Linstead reveals the key to interpreting Bible prophecies correctly, and he lays out the rise of the Antichrist. You can have confidence in your blessed hope as we race toward the last days. Order The Last Days DVD when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. 
Tomorrow, author Terry James will examine the coming tribulation storm of God's wrath and judgment. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.